Alrighty, hello and happy Wednesday to everybody out there joining us today. You are here to get to know the newest resort community on the island of Ambergris Key in Belize. And we'll get into that here in just a second, but we wanted to give you a few seconds to actually see that we are full-size people. If you've tuned in for any of our other webinars, we end up being a little thumbnail up in the top of your screen. So uh, we wanted to take a few seconds and, and show you guys our faces and let you get to know us a little bit better um, on the screen here. So um, we are going to, I'm gonna start sharing my screen here with you guys and go through some housekeeping um, information here at the beginning. Throughout the presentation, we will be asking you to uh, be part of this with us and to get involved and answer some of the poll questions that we have scattered throughout the presentation just to get to know you a little better and to get to know what, you, what it is you're looking for, what kind of home is best going to suit your needs. Are you looking to use your home as rental income? Are you looking to vacation? Are you looking to just make the move and live a brand new kind of lifestyle. So please feel free to find um, your control panel. There's a section there that is called Q&A, and that is where you can drop your questions throughout the presentation at any point, um, and our team will answer them. And we are changing the format up a little bit today. Um, we're going to try to answer questions as they come in. So we'll get a few questions and then we'll, we'll pause um, in the presentation and go ahead and get those answered for you instead of waiting till the end. Um, so anyways, here we go. Find your Belizean bliss at Aruna Resort. And um, you may have seen a few seconds ago, a few more, uh, a few other people on the line with me here and we'll get to their introductory introductions here shortly. Um, but let's start off with one of those polls. And this one has to do with the country of Belize. Um, I'll be telling you guys a little bit about my story and what my history is with Belize. I'm pretty excited to be part of this presentation and be part of this community. Um, so I want to know how familiar are you with the country of Belize? Are you very familiar? Maybe you've been several times, you've been on the mainland, on the island, and traveled all around the country. Maybe you love Belize. In fact, maybe you're already living there and just looking for another ownership opportunity. Maybe you know a little bit, but uh, excited to know a little more. You can find it on a map, but you haven't had the chance to visit yet. Funny story there, I, I didn't quite know where Belize was when I first uh, heard about it and started talking with my husband about it. And so you guys are ahead of me <laughs> in that regard. Um, and then no clue, is this a country near France? And that is in fact a nod to my real life experience of knowing where Belize was. So uh, it looks like the vast majority of you guys, in fact, oh, right about half, about 50% of you uh, know a little bit, but you're looking forward to exploring more about this country and this community. So great, welcome to have you all on the line here with us today. And we are going to just jump right in. So again, we'll have some polls scattered throughout the presentation. Feel free to drop questions as they come to mind there in the Q&A section. So welcome, my name is Ali Rodriguez. I am a U.S. expat from the great state of Texas. I actually made my first trip to Belize back in the summer of 2017. Uh, my husband and I landed on Ambergris Key for what we thought was going to be a 10-day kind of getaway, breakaway from the stress in the U.S. kind of vacation. 
Um, day eight, we decided that, you know what, it was just time to change it up a little bit. Uh, we went back home, we sold businesses, cars, houses, and ended up becoming permanent residents of Belize, where we lived on Ambergris Key for over four and a half years. So I'm really excited to share what my knowledge with you and my excitement with you about not only this country, but this community of Aruna Resort as well. So on the line here with me as well, I have Patrick Hebert. Patrick, tell us a little bit about you and your excitement about this community and just you in general and, and your experience in Belize. I see we have a new picture of, of me. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, Andrea's on there too, so people can, can look at her. Um, yeah, it's great to be on this presentation and we're all excited about it. I know Spencer and I, in the process of designing the Aruna communities and the homes, you know, it's always exciting, especially for, well, both Spencer and I are really into sailing and have lived on boats. And, you know, that, a lot of people know the story of how we kind of started getting into tiny home eco communities through the experience of living on boats. But when we were living up in the Pacific Northwest kind of in the Vancouver, Seattle area and boating around there, sailing around that area. But of course, whenever you get the chance, when, when you're a sailor, your dream is always, you know, sailing between Caribbean islands. And so coming down to, to Belize and Ambergris Key and that whole area, we, we had a little sailboat down there and, and spent a lot of time on it and really love that area. I mean, it, you know the, the white sands and the blue waters are just are just unbelievable so you know if, even if you're not a, a boat enthusiast it's just a you know a beautiful beautiful place to be so i'm i'm really looking forward to this you know aruna is a great new community and you know very unique and we're going to get you know i'm excited to describe what we've designed there awesome and like you mentioned right there next to you we have the beautiful andrea andrea Welcome to the webinar. Tell us a little bit about you and uh, Belize and your experience there. Thank you, Ali. Well, I see that that picture is the one that we took in, in Secret Beach, which isn't too, too much of a secret because <laughs> it's very popular there in Belize. Um, I am I'm an expat from Ecuador. I moved to Central America in 2016. We lived in Nicaragua first and Faith took us to Belize. It was the second country that I lived in. And to tell you the truth, I, I wasn't really sure that I wanted to move there. It was because of work. But after a while, we ended up living there almost three years. And as Patrick was mentioning, we did so many things. It, it, is, it was so different to be able to go and, and go on the weekends, be with our friends, go on the sailboat, do fishing, all the different activities that you can do in Belize. It was a very, quite a, a very uh, special experience that we had there. So. I'm also very excited to talk about that and we will talk a little bit more of the details in the next slides. Perfect. And last but certainly not least, Spencer. Hi, Spencer. Hello, <laughs> Welcome everybody. to the webinar. Thank you. Thank you, Ali. Um, yeah, my name is Spencer Hebert. I'm a co-founder of Eco Villages. Um, like my dad said, we uh, I grew up doing a lot of sailing, lived on a sailboat, and during that time, I loved living on a sailboat. I actually worked in the marine industry as well, uh, working on all kinds of boats, all different shapes and sizes. But um, as my dad said, a lot of what we do is uh, taking the practical layouts and designs of sailboats in particular, um, not necessarily the exact layouts and designs of them, but the idea behind it um, and, and the self-sustainability that a sailboat has. Um, bringing that to land, you know, um, to kind of reduce your cost of living, 
um, essentially when you're out on the water, you can live as long as you can catch fish, fish because of the, uh, you know, as you have power, you have water desalination, all that is generated by the boat. And that's what we wanted to do with the homes that we design. As much of that as we can practically do on land, um, it's a big part of what we do is designing uh, homes that that take after that ideal of, of being self-sufficient and, uh, and very practical in their layouts. Perfect. Yeah. And I think, you know, something that you just mentioned was this idea of, of self-sustainability and and kind of minimalizing. So talk to us a little bit about the philosophy of eco-villages and, and what is the connection between Aruna Resort and eco-villages? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so what uh, eco-villages does is we design these, uh, these eco-friendly communities. Um, we have a, our kind of, as you can see here on our philosophy, we have our four pillars of our philosophy. Um, minimalism, taking after the practicality and minimalism of um, like the smaller areas, like like a sailboat, for example, has um, just more practical designs and very efficient designs is really important to us. Eco sensibility, uh, we use that term rather than you know the alternative of eco fanatic. We only implement eco friendly features when they make financial practical sense and they just make general practical sense for the homeowner as well. It's really important to us to not um, dive into things just because they're green. They have to be green and eco friendly but also provide other benefits as well. So they're more sustainable in the long run, more practical and more people will get on board with it. We're, we believe more in the big picture of that sort of thing. Um, the self-sustainability aspect, uh, we, lo we love to put uh, community orchards, community gardens, uh, reuse of, of water, whether it's wastewater or gray water, all these things that make you less reliant. Um, also, of course, like solar and things. Uh, things that all make you less reliant on the outside world and you can be more reliant on yourself and your own unit um, and your home and then liberty all those things kind of tie into that one point of just uh whether it's you know through minimalism with the 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 freedom that comes with that the eco sensibility you know freeing yourself financially through that too and then self-sustainability you know you're you're free to not be confined to what the outside world tell, demands on you so um it's just uh liberty and freedom is kind of ties everything together but what our goals are we want people to have options um whether it's a plan b home or a full-time home and they're living they're working from home and their home's very self-sufficient and they don't have to rely on those outside uh entities anymore so that's a you know a big part of our mindset there yeah, and I know that one of the models we're going to talk about today is a tiny home. So what you're saying is I can liberate myself from all of the stuff that I've accumulated over the last couple of years. Absolutely. Okay, so talk to us about what we're looking at here. I mean, it says Eco Villages designs come to life. Um, you know, you guys have been doing this for quite a while now. So what what are we looking at? What, do, what does this mean to, to people that are maybe getting to know us for the first time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so on the, the larger image on the left is actually the first community that we did a number of years ago, um, the Lago Verde community. It's in Nicaragua. And the goal is to make full-size homes that are just, well, good, again, practical, open layouts, um, and very inviting, and but also to have them fully powered by the sun. Um, back then, at the time, it wasn't very common. Uh, it was done. We're not the first to do it but it wasn't a very common thing and the battery technology so the battery storage everything wasn't quite as powerful as it is today so today it is a lot more feasible 
Um, but we wanted to prove that back then that we could take this, you know, again, the marine thing where boats power themselves essentially and bring that to land. And we did. Uh, the one white house actually, you can see the on the image on the left, the white house below the blue house. Um, I've stayed in that house for a month uh, with a group of friends. There's a seven or eight of us and the house maintained us the entire time without issue. So a very, we proved that it's very possible, particularly in the part of the world that we work in. And, uh, it, you know, it might be less practical in North America, but in Central America, uh, solar is extremely practical. So, um, yeah, and then we kind of stemmed off from there. Um, I won't get too much into the detail on this webinar about uh, how we kind of started the whole Eco Villages thing, but uh, you can see uh, on other, other webinars, we go over that as well, if you're more interested in that. But you can see on the images on the right, they're all um, works in progress. So keep uh, keep that in mind that there's a lot of finishing work and a lot of landscaping that needs to go into this to get them to that final result that we're looking for. But we just wanted to show that these projects are real. They are happening. Um, we work with solid developers that we have trust in and um, the projects are getting done. So Beautiful. Perfect. All right. So Aruna, tell us, I think Patrick, you know, I think you have a good, when we talked about this community and, and moving forward with the design, um, you had, you and, and the developers had a good vision for what Aruna would be or should be. So talk to us about what, what Aruna is. What is the concept behind Aruna? Yeah, great. Thanks, Elliot. I think, you know, whenever Eco Villages creates a new community or designs a new community, we always have a story behind it. You know, what's the there's got to be reasons we're not really into that build it and they will come with we, we, we really believe that you know you've got to give reasons for a person to want to live there and, the, and that's more than than just the home we're very proud of, of the home designs that we do we make them very unique i think and aruna is certainly you know extremely unique and and, and beautiful homes that, that we've been able to design there but Aruna's got a lot of other things going for it. You know, I don't want to get too far into the community sites. I know we got slides coming up from that, but but a canal-based community for you know, especially for people that do have, even if, like I said, even if you're not a, a boater, but the ability to to kind of come up to your front door on a boat, um, you know, but still have the, the beach right there beside you, be so close to so many other things, but yet kind of you know, a, a quiet place to have your home, and it, it it's just a it's a really beautiful spot. It, it's on. Uh, West Ambergris, which you, you, you cross the bay from the main town of San Pedro, like just a two, three minute crossing. But once you're on the other side, it's just really quiet and a, and a beautiful spot. So you have the best of both worlds. But really, you know, the Aruna idea was built around, you know, the canal and beach and, and the you know, restaurants on a dock and, and you know, a pool or with a glass wall that you're looking out you know, at the Caribbean water. And, and just a lot of very cool features that uh, that make Aruna a really special place. And and you know, there's just not that much of this kind of community in in the Caribbean. So it, it's a very interesting option. Cool. So I just had somebody say that they can only see us. Um, if you are able to drop us a quick line in the Q and A and let us know if you're able to see the slides or you're just seeing a speaker at this point, you should be able to see both. Um, again, we might be tiny up in the corner of your screen, but you should be able to see both slides and a person. Okay, cool. So, um, Rhonda, you might have to change a setting on whatever device you're viewing us on to be able to see both. 
Um, but if if you are having trouble, just know that the, this is being recorded and we'll make sure to get the full recording over to you uh, once it's finished processing. Thanks. It guys. looks yeah, it looks like Rhonda uh, figured it out. She can see us now. Oh, perfect. Great. Perfect. All right. So like you mentioned, you know, Belize is actually a, quite a small country and, and Ambergris Key the island off the coast of Maine, mainland Belize, where this is located, is about 26 miles from tip to tip and only about a mile wide. So there could be a, a lot of other communities out there that are beachfront and have the pretty water, but why would somebody want to choose Aruna as their, as their home, as their community? And we're gonna talk about what aspects or what elements of Aruna sets it apart from the others um, on the island. So um, Patrick, talk to us about the location um, and what we can expect to see, you know, getting there, boots on the ground. Where do we go? Yeah, I, I kind of alluded to this earlier. One of the things that, you know, where Andrea and I have, have homes is we, we like to be near the action, but then be able to go home and be away from the action. <laughs> and, and so Aruna really meets that goal. San Pedro town here on, on the kind of the bottom right, just at the very bottom right corner, you see the tip of the reef that surrounds uh, Ambergris. So, the, I mean, it's just an amazing spot for, for diving and snorkeling and swimming and everything in that, in the area on both sides of San Pedro. But you know, what I really like about Aruna's West Ambergris, it's called location is, you know, there's still restaurants and things on that side. You have, you know, I think we have another slide showing kind of where Secret Beach is, which is a very popular, place to go just because of the, the beauty of the of the area um, and you're very close to all that right so there there you go it's how close <laughs> you are to secret beach but you know it's really nice because you can go to restaurants or whatever in in the town there's 257 restaurants i think last time i checked in san pedro and you know lots of nightlife and different things to do palapa bars and you know different types of cool places to to spend time at but then you can go home and take your little shuttle boat ride across, pull up to the front of your home at, at Aruna and have a nice quiet place to sleep and away from the action. So I, to me, I think the location is, is really you know, ideal. It's central to, to San Pedro and the, and the action and then central to Secret Beach and, and just you know, having your own little private getaway. It feel, feels like you're on your own island. Yeah, absolutely. it does, right? <laughs> just kind of kind of off in your own little world, but when you want to be part of the fun, you just head on over. Not to say there's not fun over there though, and we'll get we'll get into that here in a, a couple of slides, but Sam was asking, um, where is the where is the beach? And we'll get to the master site plan here in just a second, Sam. So hopefully that will help answer your question there. So talk to us about this community. Talk to us about, Andrea, talk to us about what to expect um, for different areas and common areas that are going to be there. But also, like Patrick mentioned, there's a lot to do just a few minutes away. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, thanks, Ali. So the community in Aruna, the, the, the area where Aruna is going to be built, is also going to have a lot of common areas. You're going to see uh, the digital nomad workstations that are going to be close also to uh, Yoga Palapa. And there's also going to be a bridge that is going to um, join the, the two sides. When you go to the other side, you're going to go and see a lot of kiosks and, and food stands. 
So there are places we, what we wanted to design is a place where you can spend time with your neighbors, your friends, your family, and it is going to be a more like a secluded, more relaxed space, right? And something that we are proud of is like, there's a lot of digital nomads that are interested in places like this because you can work there and, you know, in the most beautiful setting, right? Like it's, it's one of the best offices that you can have. And if you want to be in the town and doing more things, uh, you can take, as Patrick was saying, a, a small boat that is going to be part of the community and will take you to the San Pedro town where it's going to be more activity. You will find tons of bars, more than 200 restaurants, really good food. Like when we were living there, uh, we really got our, our favorite restaurants like Parambas, Elvis. We got a restaurant that was very familiar, like the, the Taste of Thailand. We love Thai food. So there, there are places that you're gonna see that there are very different places where you can uh, find different flavors to, to taste and, and, and decide which restaurant is the best for you, that your favorite one. And by uh, where Aruna is located, it's also a really nice cafe that is called Coconut Cafe. And it, it has a pool and there's like a, a Sunday, uh, Sunday uh, days in the pool on the Sundays with, with live music and things like that. And it's uh, close to the ocean. And most bars and restaurants are like on top of the ocean. And it's really nice to see all the things that you can do uh, that are super fun. So you can choose be more relaxed in the Aruna area or have more activity in meeting more locals and expats in the San Pedro town. Perfect. Yeah. And I know, Spencer, when you guys were designing some of these common areas, um, again, you kind of had a vision for them uh, and what they would what they would be and, and how um, the this feeling of community would grow uh, within this Aruna um, area. But Something I do want to point out, Spencer, before I turn it over to you, is these uh, these drawbridges that are connecting the common areas. So tell us a little bit about what kind of common spaces you guys have in the works and in the plans and uh, how people are going to get from one place to another. Absolutely. So we have, as you can see here, we have some small kiosks on the image on the left here. Um, this is the northern common area here. Um, and then so there's kind of we'll show more detail on this on the master plan as well but there's kind of like a northern common space and a southern one and it's connected by that drawbridge that Ali mentioned there. Kind of a cool feature. Um, it'll be a beautiful bridge. And then if there is the need for a larger, taller boat to get through, we still have that option. Um, and then, so on this northern side though, here on the image on the left, you can see all those different kiosks and things moving more towards the bridge. Um, on the top right, you have uh, the common eating space and everything. And then crossing over the bridge in the bottom right, it's actually looking towards the, the eating area. But if we go to the next slide, um, it'll jump over to common space on the southern side. And uh, on the southern end, you have the Yoga Palapa and the Digital Nomad Workstation that Andre was mentioning. Again, it's a, a, just a public area for people to work if you're, um, if you're wanting to be a little more social throughout your day. Of course, you can work from home too. But it just gives you the option to get out there and meet some people and uh, and maybe not even work just if you're, you know, scrolling, scrolling the Internet in the afternoon and want to be a part of the community. That's an option as well there, too. So the importance of this is just to bring uh, tie the community together and have the option, um, you know, to the, the bridge to connect the whole community, essentially. And I love that. It's such a unique idea and, and kind of cool to be 
you know, to be able to walk across a bridge to go from, from, you know, your workspace over to a restaurant or your little, you know, shops that are going to be across the way. Um, and something I just want to note here is this idea of community is something you guys really focus on. And in doing this for the last, for my, me personally, for the last couple of years and helping and talking to people who are looking to own or relocate in a new place, um, one of the things I talk about a lot is how are they going to meet people? How are they going to become part of the community there and make friends and, and just have people to go do and see things with? And one of the, the ways to do that is to have these communal spaces where people can meet up, share a drink, and enjoy some entertainment from, you know, the local guitar circles and, and artists like that. So very cool here. And on this next slide, we actually have a little bit of a treat for you guys. Um, if you haven't, which I noticed a lot of you um, said that you have been to Belize, but maybe have not gotten the chance to explore too much. Um, we do have a little short video here. It's about a minute long. Um, but it's also a what a 3D kind of rendering video of what you would look like walking around in the Aruna Resort. So I'm going to get this pulled up here for you guys. You should be able to see and hear. And here we Makes me want to be there. <laughs> it makes me want to be there right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me get this uh, presentation. I want to go eat at the restaurant at the end of the pier. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And so I do see uh, we do have some questions in the Q and A section, and I think most of them pertain to um, what we're talking about in the master site. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go through um, the master plan here and get your questions answered. So. Patrick, talk to us a little bit about this master plan, a little more in detail. Um, we have some people asking about the canals and, and boating to and from the, the resort. So talk to us a little bit about what the plan was here and um, a little bit about what's already there now. So you may have heard me mention this, but we are in, we are in phase two of Aruna Resort. So talk to us a little bit about um, just the plan. Yeah, sure. And the one thing we, I guess we didn't mention too much about is on the amenity side uh, was the, the, the finer dining restaurant at the end of the pier. And the, like I said a little bit earlier with a pool at the end of the pier too, where you're literally in a pool right above the, the ocean there and look and with the glass wall where you can look out at the ocean. And I guess boaters looking back can, can see you in the pool, but it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, some cool features. Um, the pool is there. The restaurant is is under construction should be there in the next couple of weeks it should be done within the next couple of weeks um, most of that first section on the bottom right they i think it's my eyes aren't great but the r1 to r14 or the 
Those are the resort reserved homes. Those will be for, for the resort rentals. And at this point, the, the RUNA developers are keeping those buildings and those, those residences. Uh, they're great, they're great little, I mean, standalone, kind of like having your own little home to, to stay at if you're there for a couple of weeks or months or whatever. Um, it's a be beautiful spot or you have the same kind of amenities as, as, the, as the homeowners themselves do. Um, and they're, they're beautiful, mostly glass, you know, kind of cabin-like uh, beautiful little homes. And, and they're, they're already 95, 98% done. Um, they're, they're there, you can, you can certainly go see them. Um, then the, the next phase that we're we'll selling, well, first of all, the, there's, a, there's a number of different options, depends on what you like to, you know, for your own residence. Spencer had mentioned, you know, the minimalism, the efficiency of size that we try to work on in everything that we do. And so of course we have some tiny homes in the community. Um, and, and we're always, we, we love tiny homes, um, just love to design them and, and, and stay in them and live in them. Um, we have a, a number of them in, in our first phase that we're gonna be offering here. But we also have larger homes or two bedroom, three bedroom estate style homes that are, you know, design wise, they're very, you know, very, you know, kind of Belizean Caribbean style looking and, and just very warm and welcoming with very nice breezeways kind of throw, flow through for air and everything like that. Everything we design, we try to make, you know, super efficiently designed too. So you're saving, you know, you're not running air conditioning in a closed box all day long. You're, you're taking advantage of the fact that you're in a beautiful climate year round to, to hang out outside and, and make your indoor and outdoor space very connected. So I'm, I'm really happy. And, and on, the, on the tiny home um, area, the, the tiny homes are reserved for that area. But in any one of the other lots that we offer, you can have one of whichever home model that you choose. And I think you'll, you'll really like the home models that you see here coming in the next slides. Yeah, and I'd just like to add briefly here as well, um, in, in a later phase of the development, the, on the back side of the community, which you can see on the left side of the master plan there, is going to be the condominium buildings. And they're going to uh, kind of back act as a backdrop to the whole community. And you can see down the canal from there. And there are some cool features on that as well coming. Um, a performance stage uh, would be one one of the bigger kind of features that it, I think will add a lot because it'll give people the option to either watch from down the canal looking down towards the stage or jump on, you know, a, a stand-up paddleboard or a small boat and head down the canal and, and watch a performance from there too. So it's a it's pretty cool. It'll again it'll bring the community together and, and add some some entertaining evenings there as well. Um, yeah. But, Sorry, Liz. And I was just, just going to add to um, uh, the phase two that we're going to be talking about today, um, just so you can have reference of where it is on this map, is, to, is T10 through T16 of that tiny home section there on the south side. And then C23 through C26 are the full-size lots where, like my dad said, you can pick either one of the full-size home models to go on those lots. Uh, the tiny homes are reserved, the tiny home section is reserved for the tiny homes only. Um, but yeah, that'll be on that southern side uh, of the of the master plan there, and central, right beside the resort units. And just to add to what you're saying about the uh, performance stage there for like music or theater or whatever, uh, that one was kind of inspired by uh, when Spence and I used to be sailing up in the northwest. There was a couple of islands that would have, you know, July Fourth celebrations or something, and everybody would get on their boats and go surround the stage because the stage was up against the water. And it was a very cool experience. And so the canal offers the same kind of opportunity back better because you can 
you can sit on your deck on your home and and watch you know a, you know a guitar performance or something on the stage or you can you know get in your your little boat your dinghy and pull right up to there and you know you meet a lot of people like that i mean one of the cool things about Belize is there's under 400,000 people in the entire country. So you got a chance of meeting every one of them probably. <laughs> I feel sometimes yeah. like we know everybody in the country, but it is a very cool place. And then on top of the condominium buildings, there be an additional uh, bar, like a sunset bar. Um, that's the side that the sun will set on the, uh, you know, and a, kind of a jungle space up there, like a green space on top where you can walk through pathways. And so we've added, some very cool features in, in the later stages of the community as well. Very cool. So I'm gonna pause here before we get too far into phase one and what our ownership options look like. Um, we have a couple of questions here, Henry. I think um, we might've answered this kind of already, but can you drive to San Pedro? You could, but you would definitely have to take the long way around, um, drive up north to Secret Beach and then circle back down the island um, to where San Pedro is located. Definitely much uh, quicker route would be to take that, you know, boat, short boat ride, five minute boat ride from um, the dock over to uh, San Pedro town, about five minutes. And it's beautiful. Um, and you asked, is, is about, the water in the- Sorry, I was gonna say it's about 45 minutes to an hour on a golf cart. Oh, or if you have a side by side, you can do it in about 10 minutes, probably yeah. <laughs> 90 kilometers an hour. But... A jet ski in about 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is the water in the canal salt water or fresh water? So it, it, it's ocean water. So it's it, the, the, the lagoon that's in front here is really nice because you, you have complete, you know, calmness of the water, right? So the beaches are very nice. Um, the reef obviously breaks a ton of the waves already, but then you have the, the, the big part of Ambergris that breaks the next part. And then this is you know, the next stage in. So West Amargus is very protected. There's a lot of little um, lakes and ponds kind of around the area that are all connected with little estuaries. So, you know, if you like kayaking, you can literally go out and kind of on the on the water area that you see above Aruna here on the, on the map, that's connected to a bunch of other small lagoons too. And so you, there's a lot of cool places. You can see a lot of different kinds of birds and iguanas in the trees and things like that. So it, it's it's all pretty cool. Awesome. And Sam, I think we kind of answered your question there about the waters. How calm are the waters um, from town over to Aruna? Uh, you know, I think, like you said, Patrick, it, they're very calm. Um, sometimes they're almost like glass. You can't tell where the where the sky meets the water. So very calm indeed. Um, we have a couple more questions, but I think I'll reserve those for here in just a bit. So let's get a little deeper in here. Spencer, talk to us about um, phase, phase, well, actually it's phase two, but phase one of this offering here um, um, with our live webinar, our debut. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, as I said earlier, uh, T1 through T16 are the is the tiny home community. We have a tiny home model that we're offering here today. Um, and then there was actually another tiny home uh, community in the top left of the master plan as well for a future phase. Um, and then there's the four full-size lots there. And then just to the right, of those four lots is the resort units that are currently 90 to 95% complete there. So, um, you know, the, the community is going to tie the, together nicely and keep rolling. And you have the southern side of the common area here, which is the Yoga Palapa and the, uh, the digital nomad workstations. Um, and then, you know, as obviously as the community continues to develop, 
um, we'll tie that in with the north side as well. But in this first phase, that just so you know, for reference, that's where that is situated. Awesome, perfect. And we actually do have a home reserved and we'll talk about a little bit about that reservation process um, towards the end of the presentation. But if you have any specific questions, of course, remember to put those in the Q&A. We'll I'll make sure to answer them towards the end. So the homes, we've talked about what Aruna, how it sets itself apart from others. And, and I do see a question in there that references another um, community on the island. And, and I hope that we're able to shed some light on what those differences are, but we'll be sure to answer that towards the end as well. But each of these homes has been designed by the Eco Villages team and they've been awarded various um, awards from other tiny house and other designers and developers in different parts of the world. So something that you should keep in the back of your mind is that there's a lot of thought that goes into these homes and we really try to think of everything so that when you are able to, to get your keys and come home, you can sit down and immediately enjoy your new home. But something else we wanna note here, and we've alluded to it and talked a little bit about it already, are these eco-sensible features. Um, one of the things I love about Belize, and, and a lot of you have probably are familiar with the wood mahogany, um, that is actually a native wood to Belize. And it, in fact, it's still a very large part of their agriculture industry. Um, mahogany will be used throughout these homes. So you have this local luxury feel of mahogany within your home. Obviously the hybrid solar technology, I'll let Spencer talk a little bit more about that. But then the desalination, I think this is quite an interesting concept to bring into play here, just because you are there in Belize in, <laughs> on the Caribbean. Um, so you do have an abundance of ocean water that we are putting features in and systems in to be able to change that into fresh water. So Spencer, tell us a little bit more about some of these other you know, eco-sensible, planet-friendly systems and, and features that you guys have built into these homes. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, so the high, like Ali said, the hybrid solar is um, is is kind of it's like a grid tied system with a small battery float as well. Um, not actually not necessarily small by you know from what I'm used to living on boats, but it's a it's a solid size battery backup too. But essentially, what this does is um, the the systems are designed to offset the cost of the operation of the home. So reduce your electricity bills. If you're very efficient, you can you can operate pretty much solely on solar. Um, but a big part of this too, the hybrid systems are really nice because they're tied into the grid. They have a, a, a solid base system for a solar system is very much upgradable. All of our homes come with these systems built in, um, but they could be upgraded with minimal amount of effort to become full off-grid solar systems as well. It just depends on what route you want to take, um, but they're very capable systems. And uh, another thing here, like the condominium green roof, that's just more of an aesthetic thing. It does actually increase the uh, the R value or the insulation value uh, as well. So that'll be going on the, the roof of the condominium building and to create more of a atmosphere of, of greenery and everything. It's it's just a nice touch, but it also does have a practical purpose as well, which we talk about is a, it's a highlight for us. Uh, it's always important that these features are all, also practical. Um, and the biofilter, I'll, uh, a condensed version of what that is, is essentially uh, takes wastewater and fill, goes through a series of uh, filtration systems 
and then it can be reused. Uh, in this case, it will be reused to water the common areas in the gardens um, so that the community stays nice and lush and that water doesn't just get wasted. It's perfectly safe to use for such a use and uh, it just gives the water another use so it's not just directly wasted into the in, into the typical waste systems. Perfect. Yeah. And I'm going to take this opportunity here to to welcome anonymous attendee to the presentation. I noticed that you asked what is the weather like year round? And I think this plays into this idea of the hybrid solar system. Um, so Spencer, talk to us about why uh, this solar feature is good, especially in this area of the world. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Belize, I mean, I, I lived there for, I think it was about six months that I spent in Belize and um, tons of sun, way more practical than a solar system is where like I'm currently in British Columbia, Canada. Um, the returns on a solar system here are still years and years, whereas down that part of the world, it makes a lot more practical sense. There's a ton of sun. Um, but even the days, uh, the, the, in the rainy days, it's not like the rain that we, we get up north here. Um, it comes and it goes, uh, and then the sun battles its way through the clouds again. Um, the sun's very powerful down there, so uh, it, can, it doesn't have a hard time burning off the clouds even in, in stormy days. So, um, and, and solar systems now, um, the, the cells are capable of absorbing even through a cloud. Of course, you're not getting that same energy um, on a cloudy day as you would on a sunny day, but it doesn't mean that you're not getting any power from the solar system, even on cloudy days. Um, but even, like I said, cloudy days, uh, the clouds come and go pretty quickly. You'll get spurts of sun as well. So that even on, on those days, you're still getting uh, use for that system. Perfect. I do see that we are moving here into some other features of the homes, but hang tight. We're almost to the home models themselves. Um, but talk to us about these smart technology and what that means for a homeowner that's maybe not even there year round. I mean, why would we want these kinds of features in, in these homes? Yeah, definitely. I mean, smart technology is extremely useful for, um, like you said, for somebody who isn't, maybe if, if you're doing a part-time there, part-time rental, um, extremely useful to kind of automate this, the systems, the whole house you can really automate and, and it can run a lot more efficiently when you do it that way. Um, these are optional. I know that not, I personally do like smart technology because I like the efficiency that it can provide but I know not everybody does. Um, so this is a totally optional package and we wanna make that known as well. Um, but uh, it's something that if you do want, um, it can help automate the house, reduce your costs again, because you know you, you can have the, um, for example, the air conditioner can shut off when is a proximity sensor. If you forget to shut it off, it can, it reads how far your phone is away from the house and it knows that you've left the house. It can shut itself off. You can you have the option to have those kinds of systems set up uh, with the smart thermostats, the smart lighting, the same thing. Um, maybe your guests uh, at your house, if you're renting it, forgot to turn anything off. You can all do that all remotely. So it's another way to save some money in the long run and also uh, just have the house run a little more efficiently. But um, the houses are perfectly capable of running efficiently without. It's just that additional feature, really, if you're interested in that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And as if you've been joining us for our country webinars the last couple of weeks, you know that electricity down in this part of the world is a little bit higher than what you would expect to see in, in North America. So you definitely want to be as efficient as possible. 
And just a little note here about the canal views. Um, Spencer, I know we talked a little bit about you know, the tiny homes, which are in the top right corner. Um, but I see in some of these pictures that there's an actual dock coming off of the larger two and three bedroom homes. I mean, are these canals wide enough for a boat? Are they deep enough? T tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, we, I did go through the canal on a, on a panga. It was probably, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it was 18 to 20 foot panga. They're very narrow boats though, so they, and they don't draw a lot of water. Um, these, the canal is perfectly capable of smaller motor boats. Um, I wouldn't recommend any law, larger sailboats in there. Um, you're not going to fit a 40 foot sailboat in there. They just draw too much water. Um, but the, a smaller motor boat or even pangas, which are long, um, they can fit in there. We, we did a three point turn. Uh, the captain had no issue turning us around in there. Uh, but yeah, this, for smaller crafts, it'll be great because, or even stand up paddle boards and things of that nature, right? Um, you can, you have your own launch pad there essentially that you can tie up to and, and uh, taxi around the community or, or possibly even a smaller boat. If, if you're confident taking yourself across the lagoon into town, uh, it's totally optional too. So it's a super nice feature to have. Well, and, and we used to, you know, when we were living there, we'd always go to, you know, take a fishing trip or an afternoon on a sailboat or, even not necessarily ours, but, uh, you know, with a group of people on a larger boat and, and just different things that were water-based to go to. And, and it's nice that you can just, you know, you pack up your beach bag and you walk out to your dock and you get picked up like a, like a water Uber, right? And then <laughs> you go. So it's nice having that convenience. Yeah, no, absolutely. So here we are, our next poll of the presentation here. So just be ready here. What kind of home would best meet your needs? So you've gotten a little glimpse into the three types of home models that we have available, um, whether it be tiny home, two bedroom home, three bedroom home. So I'm just curious, what type of floor plan would best meet your needs? And if none of those on the screen are ideal for you, Drop us a note in the Q&A and let us know what it is that you are looking for or what would be most comfortable for you and what your goals are. So you have the studio or one bedroom, a nice cozy living place where you can reduce your clutter um, and go and relax. A two bedroom, so need an extra room for an office, maybe some guests. Um, three bedroom, you plan to have a lot of visitors and chances are if you're if you own a home in Belize, especially on an island, you will have a lot of visitors um, to accommodate. And then you plan to put your home in the rental program. So a model that would be best suited for that. Very cool. And so a lot of you guys are split between the studio and the two bedroom. That's very cool. Um, I'm just curious and you, you can let me know in the Q&A if not, if, if you're planning on um, you know, it being you living in the home or if you have other plans, I'm just curious to know. And I think we have one more question too at the end that addresses that specifically. But I do want to get into the best part of this presentation, which are the homes. Um, but something we want to note here, and Andrea, I think you're going to talk us through these, is there goes a lot of thought into naming these homes. And I know it may seem quite silly to you guys to, you know, to name these different models, but Talk to us about how Eco Villages named their different uh, home models. Yeah, I, I can actually jump in there and, and uh, tell you the ideas behind the names. Um, okay, all they're, right. They're, they're, uh, they're based off of uh, the ancient Sanskrit language, which I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on. 
but uh, their their de definitions based off that language, and there's a whole theme around Aruna and 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 that part of the world and and the the energy there. So um, we thought it was uh, you know appropriate to name the homes the same way. But the Kokora model um, being you know elegant like a bird, it's kind of a it's the smallest model of the three, which you guys are going to see. Uh, coming up here of, of the three different models, but that model is um, this, the tiny home model. So, you know, the, the small bird, we thought that made sense. Uh, the Tula model being the mid-size home, the two-bedroom home, um, that's right in between. So balance was a fitting term for that one. And then the Udara, which is the great or the grand three-bedroom home. We thought that was a, an appropriate name for that home. And uh, and yeah, and we'll we'll show you more details as to why. Are you sure you didn't name Tula because it was two bedroom? Yeah, uh, little play on <laughs> word there. Sorry, it's in my nature. It's like a little mnemonic <laughs> to remember things. But all right, so talk to us about the Kokora. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so this is the tiny home model. It's as far as tiny homes go, it's actually definitely on the larger side. You know, tiny homes kind of typically range from three to five hundred square feet. This is pushing a little over that, but um, so it's as far if, if as far as tiny homes go, you're getting the spacious one, and that was important to us too in the design of this home is to really make it uh, have a very open and spacious feel, which I'll talk about a little more in detail in a couple slides here, but. Um, you can see here, this is the canal views of the whole community. Uh, you have, or the whole time, what the tiny home section rather. Um, they're actually offset a little bit. So the central, if you're, um, you have a couple options here. If, if you're wanting your, your balcony to act more as like a pier over the water, then the center home might be the home for you. If you're interested in having a little bit more garden in front of your home, then one of the outside homes might be the home for you because uh, they, are, they are staggered and giving uh, an option for, you know, a, a few different options there. So, um, and then jumping to the next slide here, you can see the actual interior renderings here. You have, it's a lofted layout. You have the bedroom up top in the top left corner there. Um, another detail you'll notice, uh, something that's really important to us is including clear story windows um, to, again, for efficiency purposes, to create the, the opportunity to cool your home without necessarily always having to run the air conditioning. Um, if it's a little bit of a cooler day, you probably can avoid air conditioning altogether and just use those clear starter windows and the crosswinds to, to drag all that hot air out of the house. Um, but as you can see in bottom left image there, it's a very open design. But something that was important to us, um, important to me as somebody who does work from home, and, and I think it should be important to everybody, is, is having a disconnect between the bed and the uh, office area. So there actually is a small office, home office in this uh, tiny home model. And you can see that it's tucked um, and in behind there's the bathroom. It's uh, the full, that is fully private, but even the home office is somewhat private, tucked away, away from, disconnected from the bed because it's important to me. I think it's important to have your sleeping area disconnected from your working area. Um, if you have worked from home, you'll know why that is, but uh, just having that disconnect, it really helps uh, helps with the, the work day, essentially. But even, you know, there's all kinds of examples. Maybe uh, you're a couple and one of you is a gamer and stays up into the late hours of the night and then they can they can be hiding down in the corner away from you. But, uh, but yeah, so other than that, though, we really focused on a really open feel. 
of course, a lot of rustic, uh, but you know, high quality rustic look in here. Um, I love the polished concrete countertops. I think that's a that's a beautiful look, and and it really just ties everything together. But the the open feel flowing right out into the canal, um, that large glass face with the sliding doors on the canal side, all very uh, just very beautiful, very airy, and very open feeling as far as a tiny home goes. It's it's quite a spacious one. One yeah, of the things, I mean, sorry, if I can just jump in here, I think just to set the stage a little bit for tiny homes, I think a lot of people in North America, Europe, you know, the, the tiny homes in their mind are things that are restricted to being on wheels or, or you know, very, only allowed in certain places. One of the beauties of, you know, Eco Villages doing this down in Central America is we don't have those restrictions. These are, you know, these are homes on concrete foundations that are very high quality built. And we just focus on, the efficiency of the space and how to get the most out of the space. And of course, the other thing about being in a country like Belize is because year round you have amazing weather that's comfortable to be outside in all the time. You, you know, you really only make use of, we say this all the time, Spencer and I on conferences and things like that with tiny homes, but you're really only making use of your bedroom, your bathroom and your kitchen. The rest of the time you're outdoors, you're, even if that outdoors is just in your you know, in your own backyard, or in this case, your front yard, but looking out over the canal and the, and the ocean. So you really make a lot more use of outdoor space when you live in these climates. So, you know, for Andrea and I, we, we noticed that too, when, you know, a home that we have is, it, it has that kind of feel where you can just walk out and, and be outdoors and it doesn't feel, doesn't feel tiny, I guess is the whole point is because you're, you're really making use of all the outdoor space. Like it's, like it's your living room. There's no point in having great rooms or big separate dining rooms or anything because everybody, you know, if you invite a bunch of people over, you're all going to be eating outdoors on your deck, you know, waving at people in the canal coming by on their little boat and stuff like that. So it, it's all those rooms that you create in a home in northern areas where the weather isn't that great are unnecessary. So it, the tiny homes really are a great experience for, for living in. Perfect. Yeah. And I, we do have a question here from Sam about the Kokora model. And um, he, then, he asks, um, is 641 square foot ground level only, or does it include the loft space? Yeah, that's, a, that's all interior, including the loft space as well. Perfect. Um, and then I see some more questions coming in. Joni, I see your question here, and we'll make sure to get that answered here in just a bit. I do want to get through some more of the home models here. I know, guys, it's just it's just a fact, I guess, <laughs> that we we uh, we get so passionate about what we're talking about, we end up running over an hour. So I do want to remind everybody that we are recording this, um, and we will be sending out that recording in an email. It will be delivered to your inbox um, after it's processed and uploaded. So if you need to jump off and go attend to other things for your day please feel free to do so, but make sure you drop those Q questions in the Q&A before you head out and we'll make sure to follow up with your answers. Um, I was trying to go forward here. All right, now here we go, Andrea. Talk to us about the two-bedroom model, the Tula. The two-bedroom Tula. <laughs> so this one is mostly for uh, people that want something bigger, you know, many times if, if you want to live in a place and you have children or you want to have guests in your houses, it, this is the perfect model because you would have another bedroom, a spare bedroom to bring your friends, your parents, your kids. 
Uh, also, if you want to rent your house, it's, it's also a great option for people who want to, who are coming also with other, other people, right? Many people who travel to Belize come uh, couple, sometimes one couple, it's good. Uh, the, the tiny home is great for one couple, but if they come in groups, right? Two couples or with their family, the birth, they will always uh, pick something like this uh, model, the, the Tula home. Uh, and the, the size of this home is 1,350 square feet. Uh, you can see the renderings here. Uh, I really like this one because you have from the master bedroom, you see that there is a sliding door and it goes directly to the pool and to the canal, to the canal. So you have a beautiful view there and you also have beside it the, the terrace that is an outdoor terrace. And that reminds me of when Patrick was saying that you can go uh, on the boat, you know that you have a deck, a dock, so you can go on a boat, do go uh, doing uh, scuba diving or snorkeling, and then you come back. And what we'll usually do is come back and get in the pool to refresh ourselves. So, and if we have, uh, these houses are gonna have also outdoor showers, so you can go get clean and then get into the pool and make a great day out of that, right? And you can see here in the renderings as well, see the, the beautiful type of, uh, of uh, furniture that you're, that you're gonna get. Also, it, it is very cozy, it's very open and very, has great light because what you see there, the door, the, the windows that are close to the ceiling, they give a lot of great ventilation there. As, as the Spencer was saying, you sometimes don't even need air conditioner because they uh, had designed the houses to be really well ventilated. Um, you, you have a view from the kitchen as well to the canal. So while you're cooking, you are gonna be able to look at the pool and, the, and everything looks like very outdoorsy. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. this home. Uh, in, in the, sorry, sorry, Ali. In the master plan, you can see that the master bedroom, as I was mentioning, it, it has a, the, a sliding door and you can look at the canal and the pool. You can go directly to your pool. It is, I love because it's a big master bedroom. You can have a king bed there. And the guest bedroom, the second one is also big. It has also a king bed. If you wanna have two beds instead of a, a king bed, then it's fine depending on, on your needs. Uh, each bedroom has its own uh, bathroom. Uh, the other thing that I like about the guest bedroom is that it has a guest bathroom that opens to the bedroom. So you don't have to go out to get to the bathroom and also opens to outside for your guests, right? And it has another terrace as well. So you have two terraces there. You have the outdoor barbecue. And as I was mentioning, the kitchen that is, it, it opens in the dining room, opens to the covered terrace and to the pool and the, and the canal. One of the things I know when Spence and I were designing this home, we were really working with Herman, our architect to make a one of our architects to make a, um, a real flow from in the home, right? So you can go from the covered terrace area. I, I just picture people having little parties in there right? and having people over for drinks. And, and you know, sometimes you want to sit out on, under the covered deck area where that has that rock wall and, and kind of a green uh, wall behind it with the plants in it. And then it flows out to the to the other terrace where you have a little uh, pool. You know, people could sit up, you know, pull a chair onto the dock. Maybe somebody wants to fish in the canal, the fish swim up and down the canal, right? So there's also, you know, it just has a really comfortable, warm flow to it. And like the terrace, the, the one that is on, uh, not on the canal, that the, on top, is like, if you want to be like more private, yeah. that, that's really well located there. 
That's your boardroom if you're meeting it. You, you don't want to see anybody and yeah. <laughs> I, you know, flip flops and shorts on the bottom, suit and tie up top, <laughs> sitting on your, on your terrace. I love it. So the last home model here is the Udara, Udara. Um, I mess it up every time. I even ask Google to help me um, say it correctly. <laughs> but <laughs> um, anyways, this is your three bedroom model. Uh, just over 1,700 square feet. Again, you've got kind of the similar outdoor layout with a, just a little bit of an extra bonus here as far as, you know, the, the pictures look very, very similar, but you do have that added extra bedroom. Again, you have the little kind of, I call it the sitting shelf <laughs> right outside your, your master bedroom door there. So you can sit and dip your toes in the pool in the morning when you're drinking coffee, if you'd like. Um, or late at night with a glass of wine. But you can see um, in this rendered floor plan that you have that extra bedroom. So you have bedroom two and three together. Again, they show, this model shows king beds, but let's say that you want a bedroom to have twin beds instead, or maybe a queen um, and, and a desk or something like that. Of course, we're, we're able to kind of change up the furniture packages for you guys um, to best meet your needs. Um, but also, I think, I'm not sure if we mentioned this, but the two, I'm sorry, the two and the three bedroom homes do have an outdoor barbecue that's that's built in there. So you do have that um, ability to grill out on your covered terrace um, with your friends in the pool and, and the dock just steps away, as well as making mention of your lockout closet. So each of these homes has an owner's lockout closet. So if you are planning to put your home into the rental program, or you know maybe you're just going to spend a couple of weeks a year there, but you want to make sure you have your own set of sheets and you have um, your whatever really really cool espresso machine or something like that um paddle yeah. boards well, in this like area your, your dive equipment right your dive, dive equipment right um paddle boards and things like that that there's a place for you if if you look up here at the off the second and third bedroom you have a storage area right next to your washroom so um just note that and that's in all the homes so you do have that option of locking your things away if you are putting your home into the rental program so, I just jump in one thing there. Um, yep. We haven't talked about a lot about the about the rental program or anything, and that you know we can do more of that. But when you mentioned the beds, I just wanted to say too, like we have hundreds, if not thousands, of people that we work with that come that, that invest in these homes purely for renting them out, or maybe they want to use them two weeks of the year themselves, and maybe they want a plan B of a place to go to, but they like the the fact that it's a rental revenue generating machine for them. And so if people, you know, are interested in the investor program, definitely contact us. Um, you know, you might, we would recommend like two twin beds or something in one, one of the bedrooms rather because, yeah. you know, people who come with families, they, you know, they might have two couples and a couple of kids or something. And, you know, we, we kind of know the demographics of, of what rents out best too. So if people are interested in that, you know, we're, we're very happy to help, you know, have the home set up the way is most advantageous to rentals. Yep, perfect. And that was one of the one of the poll questions showed that a lot of people were looking for the home that would that would best meet the rental market needs. So glad you glad you jumped there, in. To, Belize has an excellent um, you know rental revenue ROI because it's a super popular place. Um, Ambergris Key is the most popular place in in Belize. There's 65 to 70 percent of tourism in Belize happens right here. 
and and the tourism in the country is is as much as the population of the country every year. So it's a very you know highly sought after area, and because of that, and because there isn't a lot of, especially you know the larger homes, there's not a lot of that available on the rental market. Um, you know there, there's a there's a big demand, and as soon as there's a big demand, that means there's a pretty high nightly rate. So you know the the return on investment is is generally you know pretty good in the country as well, and obviously with a, a community like Aruna, it's you know very unique and and with the, having a canal, the beach, the homes, and everything. Um, the eco sensibility, all those pieces together, you know, make people want to stay there. So, you know, from a, if, if people are thinking about this, it's like, well, I don't want to live there all year round, but I sure wouldn't mind having my, my Caribbean island home, like everybody dreams about. Well, this is a good opportunity for that, for sure. Perfect. Yeah. And that was a sneak peek toward the end of our presentation here, but we do have one more poll, you guys. So what is your goal? What are you hoping to achieve with ownership of your home at Aruna? Um, are you looking for a full-time living situation? Are you are you packing your bags and, and saying goodbye to your current situation? Are you looking to come and go? Um, you're not necessarily looking for rental income, but you want to have somewhere that you go, you know, a couple months out of the year, six months out of the year, if you're looking to escape winter. Um, maybe you are looking for a vacation home. Um, so not maybe months at a time, but maybe a couple weeks, three weeks. Um, bring your family down, enjoy Play, times like spring break, Christmas holidays. I will say the island is is quite uh, exciting during holidays, especially during Christmas and New Year's. Um, your stream of revenue. So, are you looking at this from an investment perspective? Um, you know, something that we'll talk about here in the next couple of slides is this idea of Belize being in the sweet spot, and that's why those numbers are reflected within the tourism percentages and your potential uh, return of investment. So a mix of those. So you guys that said a mix, um, let me know what it is, what it is you're looking for, what your plans are. Let me know in the Q&A. But most of you are actually looking to come and go as you're able to. So you're looking to live part time. Very, very cool. So, um, so reasons, and, and Patrick just mentioned this, why are people, people like you choosing to own homes in Belize, whether, whether it is full-time living, whether it is for rental income or investment um, appreciation and things like that, why are they looking? Well, English is spoken. It is the, in fact, it's the official language of Belize. And I guess for me being, it was my first, you know, home away from home um, from Texas, you know, being able to fully immerse myself in a community, in a place where everybody spoke the same language as I did, definitely was a comfortable transition. And a lot of people feel the same way, and not from just a personal perspective, but when you're talking about doing paperwork um, and going through the process of like immigration and residency, you need, you, you feel more comfortable because the immigration officers they do speak English. Your home ownership paperwork is in English. And so it kind of, you know, makes it a little easier to just relax once you get there. Um, ease of access. I saw somebody asked a question about the flight from California to Belize. And Patrick, I'll let you answer that one a little more specifically. If there's any uh, Texans here on the line or people from Miami, I mean, it's quite quick. Um, you know, you can be from, um, for me personally, San Antonio to the international airport in Belize, which is on the mainland, you can be there within about two and a half hours. And it's about the same from Miami as well. So 
Um, Patrick, tell us, I, I've not made the trip from California directly to Belize, so I'm not quite sure uh, on that one, but are you familiar with, with flight times? Well, flights are changing off and on all the time, you know, getting canceled, getting reinitiated. Obviously, the whole COVID thing kind of put a wrench into where flights are and when they are. But access in terms of, I mean, you mentioned Belize being English speaking, obviously, it's the only English speaking country um, as, as a first language in, in Central America. So it's very popular, certainly a tourist popular spot. Um, easy flights from Miami, Houston, Atlanta. Um, I honestly, I'm not sure right now if there are directs from LA or, but you know, there's generally a connection through a lot of the other, the other um, uh, cities in the, in the Southern states. Um, I, I know Toronto um, has flights for Canadians. I, I, their, their WestJet had a flight from Calgary direct to Belize. I, I think that's still going, I'm not sure. And when I say that's still going, they'll come back, right? I mean, it's just that a lot of these flights, you know, a lot of the airline companies have, have suspended some of the flights down to different areas until, until people are able to travel again. And right now, if you're trying to leave Canada, that you know, sometimes be a bit of a problem. So, but the, in general, it's very, very easy access. And, and right now, in order to get to, to Ambergris Key, the island that, that Aruna is on, you take a flight into the Belize International Airport, and then you can either take a ferry or another flight from, from there to, to Ambergris Island, basically. And I recommend at least the first time taking a flight, because I don't think I've ever seen more spectacular blue water flying in, over the Caribbean there than I did the first time I saw that. Um, you know, that whole area, obviously, from Cancun down in that general general area is just spectacularly blue water. So it's it's worth, you know, it's only a, what is it, a 12-minute flight, I think. <laughs> You're yeah. literally up and down, and, and there's a possibility of stopping at Key Cocker, which is another little island in between, which is actually cool when they do, because you then you fly right over the reef, and you can look down, and sometimes you can see the stingrays and manatees and things from the plane. So it's a really... To me, it's not a, a pain to take that flight. It's part of the experience. It really makes you feel like, okay, now, now I'm on my island home, right? So once you've made that last little hop flight. Yeah, and just to note the California thing, I did go from Belize to San Diego um, a couple of months ago and round trip, it was about five or so hours. We connected through Houston. So I don't know if that helps, but um, so it's about five hours, but something that people really find uh, why ease of access is important is if you are looking at this from a rental perspective or you know, you're planning to have another home or you have family back um, in the States or even in Canada, you wanna be able to know that you can get there quite quickly um, in case of an emergency. Um, and just uh, to hit these- something, Ellie, that I, we, we don't normally do when we're flying because we're always taking the big cities, but you can go through Cancun as well. You can fly any oh. any any airlines that go to Cancun. Then the, there's a there's a flight directly. Um, Tropic Air, I believe, has right. it from from Cancun to Ambergris. So it's in fact that's also a beautiful flight. It's a, it's a little longer, but it's right over top of the coast, right? So you're seeing all, all the water for along the way. It's beautiful. Yeah, so you definitely can get creative with your flight plans there. Um, so the last two bullet points here: attractive property prices, like we mentioned. Um, Belize is just now becoming 
more known in the tourism industry and it's starting to be on more and more people's radar. But what that means is, is because it's not quite as popular as places like Cancun, that the property prices are lower than what you would pay for similar um, homes in places like Cancun or other well-known places, even in Panama. So, um, and the last thing of course is tax benefits. One of those is low property taxes. Um, you're probably going to expect somewhere between three and $500 a year US in your property taxes. So that's definitely something that people are looking at when they are making the decision to own um, in Belize. Um, but we did a whole, and there's another slide on this, so I don't wanna get too far ahead of me, but we did a whole relocation webinar about Belize, um, and we'll tell you how to access that here in just a couple of slides. But Andrea, tell us a little bit um, quickly about, you know, why are people coming to Belize for tourism reasons? What, what are they coming to do? What do they want to see? Sure. Uh, well, when, because we were living there, we had we had tons of things to, to do, right? Like you can see those beautiful pictures there. One of the best times that we had was when we went with you, Ali, and, and Patrick, and your husband Juan to to fish in the deep ocean. Like we went uh, across the the reef, and I was pretty scared at the at the at the first time when we were when when I knew we were going to the deep ocean, but then. It was so much fun. We caught so much fish. We all were able to to get a lot of like wahoo, uh, tuna, so much fish. And the cool thing is that the the fishermen there in Belize, they make a whole day out of it. And when you get back, they make the fillet. They clean the fish for you, so you can take that to your home. And we had so much that we had to freeze it, and we had we could eat for at least two weeks of that. And it's so fresh and so good that it would, we even made sashimi out of it, right? Mm -hmm. It was really, really good. So that's one of the things that if you really like to fish, like I, I didn't like, I didn't know I like to fish, but that <laughs> that made me realize that I did. It was a really fun time. Uh, other things that you can do is go to, as we were mentioning, great restaurants that there are there, bar restaurants. That picture that you see me with Patrick Spencer and his girlfriend, we were in one of the bar restaurants there in Amrugurski and you can see that many, you're gonna find a lot of those that are like practical over the ocean, right? So you have this beautiful setting of turquoise water. Uh, people sometimes are doing water sports there or snorkeling or something and you're having a cocktail or like eating something over there. So that's another thing that you can do. You can uh, explore the island uh, on places like that, like that you can have a, a really good snack in a great setting, a great landscape. And you can take amazing pictures there too. You can go snorkeling. You can get a little boat and boat and just go snorkeling around the island. It's very easy and very accessible. Uh, there's a place that like you can see there me pointing a truck stop. That's a very popular place there in, in San Pedro where uh, many families go there and they there is a pool. You can see the sunset. Uh, you can, they, they make games with the families. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and you can also take out the ferry and go to the mainland and see the ruins. Now uh, you can see Ali and, and her husband there. I guess you guys went to the ruins there, right, in the mainland? Yeah, so another little, little memory token or mnemonic, I guess you could say. So this is the Sunantunich, uh, Maya ruins. And the way I was taught how to remember how to say that was tuna sandwich. So Sunantunich. Um, but absolutely beautiful, incredible views. 
Um, so that's on mainland bullies. And what's neat about all of these things, like, like Andrea mentioned, just, you know, 15 minutes off the coast of Ambergris Key, you have like world-class diving, beautiful, vibrant marine life. I mean, something out of like a National Geographic video. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Um, but just a short flight back over to the mainland and even um, you can fly directly to where the ruins are located or you can take uh, the more scenic route and get on one of the chicken buses um, and go down the highway and see some really neat and just pretty, pretty land. It's a beautiful, beautiful country, but you really can experience so many different things um, in one day, you, you go to the jungles in the morning and you end up on the beach at night. So it's, it's quite diverse in what it has to offer. All right, and we talked a little bit about this um, and just know that we know everybody's situation is different. You have different plans, you have different goals, um, you have different needs. So your ROI chart, Patrick, talk to us a little bit about how we came to these numbers and um, tell folks how to get in touch with us in case they want to go through their personal situation. Yeah, sure, I and mean, we won't spend too much time on it. I definitely want, you know, I would be happy to answer any questions or we're all happy to answer any questions anybody has. If, if you're looking at purchasing at Aruna for an investment, uh, you know, we think it's a great idea. Obviously there's no promises made on, on what your investment return will be, but you know, there's very few unique places like this um, and, and Belize itself is a, is a super destination right now. And so we've, we've put some work into uh, calculations of, of a potential ROI on these charts. And again, like I said, there's no guarantees of, of what you get back, but these are based on you know, real numbers from other properties around the, around the area. So, you know, you, you know they're, they're not just kind of picked out of the sky. So, so I, I, you know, I encourage anybody to, that's interested in, and even if, you know, even if you're planning on living there, but then decide, you know what, I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna go visit another place for three months. You know, you might wanna put your home into the rental market because it, you know, it really has a great potential cash flow. So just something to keep in mind. And, and obviously these days, there's a lot of people looking at, you know, what we call plan B or, you know, a landing pad. So if they're not crazy about what's going on in their own country, they, they want to have a place somewhere else. So this is, you know, a beautiful place to live and, and, and an ideal home to have. And, and at the end of the day, for now, you might not want to live there, but you can put it in the rental program for temporarily. And a lot of people are looking at it as, you know, maybe their retirement home and maybe retirement is 15 years away, but I want to buy it now and then rent it out from now to then to pay for it and then, and then, um, move into it when they retire. Yeah, perfect. And so, um, Andrea, let us know what are, what are these people's next step? What, what do sure. they do next? What if they want to know more, get in touch with us and kind of explore their options a bit further? Sure. Uh, so if, if you want to know a little bit more, you can send us a message to quest questions at ecovillages.life. And for example, if you're interested in one of these uh, properties, let's say a tiny home or the one or the two or three bedroom, uh, the first thing you have to do is choose that home site and that model. You, you saw the master plan, there are locations for each of the, of the homes there. So you choose the, the, your favorite one, you let us know and uh, we send you a reservation form where you can pick that the home site and the model and we take a, a refundable deposit of $2,500 to reserve it. After we get that, 
you we will we will prepare the paperwork for that particular uh, home site and home and we send it to you and you have 10 business days to review this ownership package that includes the purchase agreement the hoa the rental management program if you want to be part of it and all those things during those 10 business days you review it and if you want to move forward we we wait for your decision if you say yes i want to move forward then uh, you have to sign it and send the first down payment do all during all the process even when your home is starting to be built and during that uh, building of your home we are going to be in contact with you we're going to give you updates of your of your home you can go and visit it and even if you don't we send you pictures and updates of your home so that's practically like in a little uh in summary how the process goes but of course if you talk directly to us we're going to give you more of the details and we're going to guide you step by step one thing that we haven't talked about either is for those crypto fans out there we do accept cryptocurrency as payment as well we're, we're big cryptocurrency fans i guess and so you know, it, 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 it's it's perfectly acceptable if you want to use crypto to, to purchase a home or even a combination right, right. we, we yeah. can do a combination of funding styles um to best fit your needs so um like i mentioned we did a belize relocation webinar um, I guess that was last month. It feels like it was just yesterday, but it's been a couple of weeks now where we went through things like quality of life, anticipated cost of living and how to, you know, modify your cost of living based on what kind of lifestyle you want to live. Um, and then your residency options. You know, I went through the residency process there. Um, so I know a lot about it. Um, and once you get that seal in your passport, you you feel a little little twinge of excitement for sure, but I'm happy to talk about all those things with you. Um, you can find them on our website at www.ecovillages.life. There's a tab at the top that says webinar gallery, and um, you can check out any and all of those additional recordings. It will be again delivered directly to your inbox so you can fast forward, replay as many times as you like. But what I do want to do here, and again, I know we're, we're kind of over here, but I do want to um, get to uh, the rest of these questions, and uh, we're going to make ourselves big again. <laughs> but um, see so, yeah, right. So um, I'm just going to go down the line here, um, and anybody who wants to answer can jump in. So Monica, hi, Monica. Thanks for joining us today. Where is the closest medical facility? Is there something on the key, or do you have to cross over to the mainland? Who's taking that one? I get, all of us could, I guess, that have, have lived there. Um, oh, I've got a story about it. <laughs> that's, that's true. You should tell your story. But there's the, there's the clinics, the polyclinic. There's a there's a new medical center on in the in San Pedro. In San Pedro, yeah. and and the, and the new medical center that they have now on the on the north. Everybody knows it as the other side of the bridge or north of the bridge or whatever. There's a there's a little canal that cuts through uh, Averger's Key that really makes it an island. Um, interesting story that was made that canal was made by the Mayans as a shortcut to the reef but it does make the make, make it an island and so everybody says oh just north of the bridge is, is the new medical center and and there's up and coming things like the hyperbaric chamber and that sort of thing for for divers um, so go ahead Ellie tell your story yeah no and I, I think you you hit some of the high points there the polyclinic is actually free um, for anybody that needs to use those services. I indeed had to at one point. We went fishing off the coast there over at the reef and I happened to step on an anchor 
I know, but <laughs> took us about took us about ten or fifteen minutes to get back over to the polyclinic. Um, again, I was I was seen by a doctor that was actually trained in the United States. Um, my prescription antibiotics. Um, I got a tetanus shot. Um, so uh, all of that was complimentary, and uh, not only the dressing and then the removal of the seven stitches I had to have in the bottom of my foot were all part of that experience. If you're needing something a little uh, more invasive or you need a higher level of care, there is a, um, a hospital on the mainland um, where you can get life flighted over if you need it um, through the Tropic Air, the regional air carrier there, um, as well as a lot of people that live in Belize, a lot of the expat community, they go to Merida in Mexico to get some of their more um, ongoing treatments and things like that. So Merida is another really good option and it's actually very affordable as well. Um, I did hear recently that the island announced, so Amber Grisky did announce that they were going to be building a hospital. Um, it's in the very, like I said, it was just announced in fact, a couple of weeks ago. So, um, you know, can't tell you really how long it will be till it's open and operating, but at least they are taking steps to be able to serve their people on the island. Um, a little more efficiently. Yeah, but the good um, thing is that to get to the mainland is only 15 minutes from, so it's right. pretty fast if you have an emergency. So it's not like it's going to take too long. Yep, exactly. And as well as, you know, eye care, um, dental care, if you're needing, you know, women's health care, all of those things can be sourced um, on the mainland. And there are some options there on the island as well. So good question, Anonymous, because you did mention um, you asked about Mahogany Village. So what? how is this different than Mahogany Bay? How is it different than Mahogany Village? Um, yeah, I mean, we're, I'm not going to sit here and bash Mahogany Bay by any means, but I would say that the, some of the main differences are that it's just more secluded, um, more private, uh, having that boat ride over there would be one. Um, so that would be a big plus for people that kind of appreciate that solitude, but also uh, a big part of the design process of this community was um, like uh, we put a big importance on breaking up the line sites and 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 not having too many too much of a linear feel to the community. Now, of course, it is a straight canal, but we wanted to break it up with a mix of the resort, uh, the resort units, full size, tiny homes, back to full size condo, tiny homes. Right. So the, it was done very intentionally to break up the lines to try to create a less linear feel to the community. And then also, of course, the common space being central with the bridge and everything tying the community together. These are all just extra um, additions that we made to try to, to, to have, make the community have a little more flow. So without you know, trying to directly take shots at a, another resort or anything, I think that we, we, we put a big importance on, on kind of breaking up that linear feel. I think there's a, there's a number of, other differences too. I, obviously, location is is one of the big ones. And by location, I mean Mahogany Bay is is great. I mean, you're you're on the main part of the island, get, get there easily. But you really don't have the access to the beach other than they have their own beach club. But that's like an that's another event. You can't just kind of walk out your door and go, okay, I'm at I'm at the beach. You, you know, certainly can't go quickly to Secret Beach like you can from Aruna. So I think some of the things that are all about living on an island like like the beach and like you know being right on the lagoon versus you know being in a series of canals that has to eventually open up into something as 
you know, you see a lot of cities like Miami and, you know, Tampa Bay, those kind of cities where they have canal communities. But this, you know, in Aruna, we're, we're just, we're blending both the beach life and the canal to two different types of waterfront. Your restaurant's right above the water. You're looking down at, you know, at the beautiful area around you. Um, so it's, it's not, Aruna is not just access to the ocean. Aruna is by the ocean, right? So I think that's the different, one of the main differences. And like Spence says, you know, we put a lot of lot of effort into the design of the homes um, to make them unique, make them make them you know eco sensible, and all the different pieces that we put in that that most of the other resorts just don't do. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's a great a great explanation for sure. Um, Henry, good to see you, Henry. Um, is there an HOA fee, and will this co cover the ground maintenance and canal cleaning? Great question. Yes, the answer is <laughs> there. Is, uh, Spencer, maybe you remember. I don't have the HOA fee off the top of my head for each home, and maybe you guys have that there. But it's it's certainly not high at all by belief standards. Some some resorts have a, a very high HOA fee. But you know, I also would warn people against um, looking at places that have too low of an HOA fee too, because you you know it'll, a couple of years down the road, you're going to wish that it wasn't low because the place doesn't get taken care of properly then. So. Yes, it, you know, it includes all the different things that a HOA typically includes in terms of taking care of common areas, obviously all the landscaping, uh, security, and you know, the various different things that are involved in running a community. Perfect. Um, Ellen asks, hurricane season, how, I'm so glad you asked this, hurricane season, how safe are the buildings to withstanding hurricane force winds? Well, everything we design, we want to make sure that, you know, that they are, there's, there's options, right? I mean, for instance, with the windows, you can, you can choose to um, potentially, you know, board up your windows, or you can choose to put in extremely expensive high hurricane cat five rated windows. To me, you know, in the, we, it is a hurricane zone, but the other thing to keep in mind, a lot of the hurricane damage that happens to homes is from a surge of water. And because this is the inner side of the lagoon, the, the bay, first of all, the reef protects you from the, from, the, from the water, but you know, in a hurricane, water gets over that reef, but then it has to hit Ambergris Key, the, the main part of the island. And that, like you said earlier, it's 29 miles tall and you know, up to a mile wide in places. So then you have the lagoon on the other side, which is like the Blue Lagoon. I think of what, what was the actress from the Blue Lagoon? Brooke, Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. So <laughs> I always think of Blue Lagoon when I say that, but. But uh, I'm dating myself to, to how old I am. But it, but it, the uh, the lagoon is 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 wide, but not wide enough for waves to, and surge to typically build up. Right when you get in hurricanes, it's it's really that surge of, of water that comes in at higher than normal. And of course, we're you know built up on a canal, and the homes are built above that on on pier blocks. So you're you're standing you're quite high above the water, and they're and they're extremely well built homes that. You know, there, there's always potential for damage to the homes, but you know that, that we, we put everything we can into um, you know the, the design to make sure that they withstand it. And if somebody wanted to purchase um, an additional insurance package, is that an option? You can do that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, awesome. to be honest, like in any area, an area that gets earthquakes, for instance, your earthquake insurance is. The premium or the deductible is often pretty high because that's a problem there, right? 
in an area where there's tornadoes, you try to get tornado insurance. When a tornado hits, they probably have a pretty high deductible, right? So you've got to keep that in mind and weigh the difference between, you know, how how likely is the damage going to outweigh your deductible? And, and Andre, as a doctor, we talk about this on medical insurance all the time too. It's like if you only go to the doctor once in the blue moon and and it's cheap because it's Central America, then how valuable is the insurance? But it's a, it's a personal decision for everybody. Sure. Um, let's see. Are there? I think it's Michael. I think I'm pronouncing that right, or or Mikkel, Maybe I'm not sure. Are there a lot of sharks in the waters in Belize? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the, bad, the bad news is yes. The good news is they're nurse sharks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I jumped in with them. I, I always watch those videos of people swimming with sharks and thought that was ridiculous and I'd never do that. But then <laughs> I was there and I was the only one sitting on the boat still. So I had to had to jump in the water too. To, uh, I was forced. But no, it was actually really fun. It was a really cool experience. Definitely one of my favorite things to do. In fact, Shark Ray Alley was just listed um, recently. I can't remember what number, but it ranked really, really high in some travel um, magazine. So it was like number eight, I believe, in the world of, of experiences, water experiences. So very cool stuff there. Um, Joni asked, uh, I came in late, so I'm sorry. Um, is there high-speed internet available? I work from home, and that would be a major consideration for me. Yes, there is. Um, all the communities, I mean, we, you know, Eco Village is basically designed digital nomad communities and like, digital nomads are people working from home and a lot of them are, you know, doing Zoom calls or, you know, various video high bandwidth types of things. So we always have um, the option and, and usually various options, right, where the, it costs more to get a higher speed, you know, the, but you can figure out, like, you'd be surprised that, you know, the the bandwidth that you do need to, to get like a call like this doesn't really take that much, you know, bandwidth. So, but, you know, if you're, if you, if you need it, you can always get it. So yes, the, the internet is kind of, and the common areas we typically have, you know, internet, you know, is supplied there, right? So if you take your laptop out to the digital nomad center, you're, you're in the kind of um, common area that's covered with, with, with Wi-Fi already. And every home has it as well. Yeah, and just to add on to that is a lot of in Central America. I'm not sure where you're from, Salise, but um, we pretty much everything runs on Wi-Fi down here. I mean, when you go into a restaurant or a bar, they're going to have a Wi-Fi password for you. So let's say you work at home a few days and then you want to go see a different part of the island, you can go and find another quiet, beautiful spot to work and and have that option for for free Wi-Fi typically. So um, that's another kind of perk there. Uh, Paul, Paul's asking, um, what is the vaccination policy by the government? Great question, considering where we are in the world today. So you guys want to take that one or I can or? Go ahead, Ellie. I think you're closest to it at this point. <laughs> yeah. So um, vaccines are not required to enter the country. At this point, they have relaxed all of their rules and regulations. Um, they're not wearing masks outdoors. Um, only some very, very specific locations. Are you uh, needing to wear a mask or regulated to wear a mask while inside certain smaller spaces? Um, you do not need a vaccine to enter. You do need to take a test when you arrive at the Belize airport. Um, 
you know, previously it was you could take it beforehand before entering the country, but you do have to take a test now. Once you reach the airport, it's 50 US dollars. And you typically, uh, what happened this last time I went through was that they said, okay, here's your test. And they sent us on our way. So you don't have to wait for your results or anything. They let you know that they'll call you if you happen to be negative. But um, that's kind of how it was. Uh, most recently, again, you know, depending on when you're watching this replay, um, those things obviously are changing pretty much every day at this point. Um, Paul, you also asked a question about how long to build. Um, so how long from, I guess, tell me how long from, let's say somebody moves forward with the ownership process and they put down their 50%, then what? Typically, you know, we'd like to be conservative with the estimates where it's kind of like a, a 10 to 12 months, like just generally just under a year, depending on the home, tiny homes can obviously be done sometimes a little bit faster. Uh, sometimes a lot faster. We just don't like to promise, you know, in four months you're going to have your home when I don't, we don't want to set that expectation. So it's best to assume kind of a 10 to 12 month time frame from, from when you just, when you put in your first deposit. Perfect. And I'm going to answer uh, your, the second half of your question there, Paul, along with Sheila's here. Sheila was asking about what was the price on the tiny home? Um, the tiny home is priced at $239.9, that's plus your furniture and closing. And Paul, you asked a little bit about closing costs. So the closing costs in Belize are what we call stamp duty, um, and that's 8% of the purchase price of the home, and then some of the legal filing fees and things like that. So um, again, you guys get in touch with us. Uh, let us know what model you're interested in, and we actually have all of those um, fees and things that you would have to do for closing broken down um, that is part of your ownership package that you're able to review ahead of um, putting down your first 50%. So it's it's quite a good way to be able to see the full scope of things. And so there's as little surprises as possible. Well, but, one thing about stamp duty too is that, you know, sometimes that surprises people because it's, a, I mean, it's the equivalent of a transfer tax in most other countries. They call it stamp duty in Belize, mm -hmm. but it's a little bit high on the percentage, but the good news is it kind of make up for that over time because your property taxes are so low and, uh, you know, and other costs are, are much lower. So it, it's a bit of a pain that the 8% is there, but it's not our fee, it's a government fee. So it, it's just, it, no matter what you buy in the country, it's gonna have that stamp duty applied to it. Yeah. And that was the end of our questions. And of course, we are over, way over today. <laughs> but um, it looks like you guys stayed on with us. So happy to have you here. Happy to have you exploring this new community with us. Um, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, questions at ecovillages.life. That comes directly to myself, Andrea, Spencer, and Patrick. So between the four of us, we can definitely get all of your questions answered. We are always available and open to having phone calls and Zoom calls to go through. Maybe you want to see another uh, walkthrough of the master plan, or we have videos and tons of stuff that we can share with you guys if you're not able to make it down anytime soon. So just reach out to us. Let us know. But any closing comments from our panelists here? Go ahead, Spence. I just going to say thank you very much for stopping in, everybody. And uh... Yeah, we're really excited about this community. Some good developers that we're working with there to make it happen. And uh, they have the resort buildings uh, built and, and nine, like we said, 95% done. So, you know, we, we're no, we know they're going to make it all happen. And we're very comfortable and confident with this community. Uh, we're very happy to 
have the opportunity to have designed it and showcase it to you guys today. And we appreciate you guys stopping in. Yeah, I, I'd like to say thanks to it for everybody that joined. I think, you know, again, I'll reiterate what Spencer said that not all developers are, are created equal, right? And, the, and these guys are really good, good group of guys that are, that are developing, approving themselves, you know, by, by actually developing, you know, a lot of people can promise things and not deliver. And we, we only want to work with people that deliver. So, you know, we're really enjoying the, the Aruna development. Uh, really, really had a lot of fun designing the community and, and doing some very unique type of cool things there. And because of that, I think it's going to be a destination in the future for a lot of people. And, and because it's, you know, it's a little limited in size, right? And there's not, you know, it's not huge miles and miles of community. So, you know, if you're buying into it now, the, you know, the odds that you're going to get a capital gain on reselling it if you wanted to in a few years are, are very high. So. Yeah, and as we open that, part, thank, thank you very much for being here for, for registering. And um, as they, everybody was saying, we're, we're here if you have any questions and hopefully we can see many of you in Belize sometime. Perfect. Well, thank you guys. Thank you all for being with us today. We'll see you and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks everyone.